Yeah. Welcome in, folks. Today is Sunday, October 31st. It is Halloween weekend. We hope you all had a great weekend. We have an excellent show for you lined up. Special guest, Sports Information Director, Joe Flaherty, coming onto the pod. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Let's rock. Alrighty, folks, we're coming back at you. Two episodes in what? In less than, less than a week. Yeah, less so than a week. We're back. Better than ever. Here <laughs> oh, we go. You know it. Um, we're going to roll right into Dutch sports. Been a great weekend to be Dutch, it sounds like. Um, I'm going to start us off. Women's cross country. Okay, so they were up there in the American Rivers Conference uh, race. I believe it was up in Luther, Decora. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. That sounds right to me. Okay, last year. Big jump for the women. Okay, last year they took seventh. This year jumped up to third. Caroline McMartin and Megan Johnson, All American Rivers Conference honors. So shout out, shout out to them. Coach Dunham said pretty happy with the race. Thought they ran pretty well. Felt like they were really prepared for it. Um, so yeah, you love to see that. Um, McMartin received All Conference for the second time. She took fifteenth a year ago, and she was eighth this year. Uh, do the math real quick, Tom. How what how big of a jump is that? Wait, what was it? Sorry, yeah. I was looking nope. at some volleyball stats. Math major, my left leg. Folks. <laughs> um, anyway, moral of the story: big jump. And so, yeah, you love to see that. Uh, they are going to be back in action, mid Division Three Midwest Regional Championships, mm-hmm. November thirteenth in Rock Island, um, Rock Island, Illinois, mm-hmm. on the uh, Sakai Golf Course. Wow. So you know. Bad day to be a golf course, if you Absolutely. ask me. Um, and then, like we said or in uh, past episodes, NCAA Division Three Championships, November 20th in Louisville, Kentucky. So hopefully we can get a couple people out there. But a uh, shout-out to the women as, you know, made a big jump in the league. So you got to love that. Absolutely, Kate. Uh, we're going to rock it over to some volleyball. I was actually at both volleyball games this past weekend. Uh, before we get going on those games, though, the Dutch finish out. So we were talking with Chris Larson last weekend about um, last week about kind of the scenario and some things got shaken up in the America Rivers Conference. You'll have to see it. A little drama here at the end. So uh, Nebraska, they, the Dutch defeat Nebraska Wesleyan at PH Kuiper in five sets the other night, Wednesday night. And they get the fifth seed in the America Rivers Conference. But contrary to popular belief, many thought Simpson would be the third team. Simpson gets spoiler. Uh, BV ends up defeating Simpson. BV had no chance of making the conference tournament. So they don't, but they upset Simpson. So Simpson's now the sixth seed. Loris is three. We're going to head to Dubuque on Tuesday to start off America Rivers Conference tournament play. Uh, the Dutch did suffer a couple losses this weekend, but I think they're eager to put those behind them. Um, a couple of good games, though, from Haley Oling and Chris Larson. Uh, Landry Luring, of course, kicking in her usual assists. And Amanda Smith and Asinov also getting in on the action. So the ladies, a couple tough losses this weekend. Nice conference win over the Prairie Wolves, though. And they're going to roll up to Dubuque here on Tuesday night at 7. Pack Dubuque's place. I don't know their gym's name. So, Cade, what do you got? Yep, we're just going to run on over to men's cross country. Uh, once again, they were up in Decor American Rivers Conference Championships. Unfortunately, not the greatest showing from the men, Coach mm. uh, Dunham said. He said there's a disappointing day. Just didn't stick to our normal game plan, and we kind of paid for it. So um, you hate to see it. Caleb Silver, Jr., earned American Rivers Conference um, honors. 
He was 13th individually, uh, ran at 25.53. So, you know, you got to love that. It sounded like he kind of led the way for the Dutch. Uh, Will DeHaan uh, was an all-conference honoree a year ago, was 20th. Uh, and Noah Jorgensen took 40th. So, you know, a bounce-back week for the Dutch coming up, okay? They're going to be, once again, Midwest Regional Championships uh, on the 12th. They're going to have to bounce back. Really looking for a big week here in practice. Hopefully they can get after it, get some good mileage in, and uh, stick to the game plan, as Coach Dunham would say. Yeah, absolutely. I think that somebody once said it best. I believe this was Jack Wolver, which is the legendary basketball coach here at Central. A hungry dog fights best. And they're hungry. That's so I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what they got. We're going to kick it over to women's soccer. Kick it, get it. Anyway, um, they went over to uh, Pella West, a.k.a. Indianola, this weekend. And they took on, in America Rivers Conference tournament play, they took on the Simpson College Storm. Unfortunately dropped the game ending their season. They dropped it in penalty kicks. It was brutal. 1-1 tie. They had to go to PKs. The, the Storm ended up getting the best of us. And that even though it was a tough loss, Coach Kowalinski said, I'm so excited for the future. We battled throughout the year, and we gave everything we could. Shout out to Sydney Candy. I think she's been a grinder of the week multiple times. Mm-hmm. And she's the only lone senior, senior. Yeah, lone senior on the squad. The, the future's bright. The future's bright. Dutch women's soccer is in good hands. And you look forward to seeing what these, uh, what these ladies can do come, going forward. But good season overall, women. And uh, hit it hard this offseason, and we'll see what happens. So. Yeah, I actually didn't know that it went to PKs. It did. I feel like that's on us. We were there. Maybe they win that. You know, yeah, they have a little bit of student section. That's fair. That's fair. Sorry, ladies. We'll take the blame. Yep, we'll take. The blame. I, yeah, we we as a student body will take the blame yes, for that one. Absolutely. That's on us. Absolutely. Dan, that would have been electric being able to see that. It would have been. I've never seen PKs in a college soccer game because wow. they always tie in the yeah, regular season. Yeah, they can't. They yeah, no. Someone's got to win. No, America, no ties. No ties. <laughs> that's right. That is right. What do you got, Cade? Do you got a uh, – oh, excuse me. Well, before we go back to Cade, we're actually going to stay here with um, some men's soccer. Men's soccer wrapped up their season uh, against Buena Vista. They were able to take out the Beavers, though, 6-0. Long story short, they put up the dam against the Beavers. John Foster put uh, pitches a shutout, and the Dutch score 4-2. and two. Shout out my boy Joey Parker. Gets his first collegiate goal in his last collegiate game. It's never too late, folks. That's all that you need to know there. Uh, they're going to honor quite a few seniors this year. Uh, Mitchell Heinen, Joey Parker, Jake Jarnowski. I believe Zach Wojster also makes his final debut. Tristan Gillis and Brant Mueller, um, both of them sustained season injuries. So uh, a uh, season-riddled – or a season – an injury-riddled season for the Dutch. Sorry, that's a tongue twister. Uh, but they were able to come away with the win against BV, and they're they're going to be done there, four ten and one. But I think the future's bright. They got a bunch of young players, a bunch of young strikers. This senior class was part a part of a remarkable 2019 American Rivers Conference Championship. So nothing to hang your heads about, boys. Um, good luck in life, and hopefully the the Dutch can hit it hard this offseason, like I was saying, and get back to it, get back on the pitch, get ready to roll. What do you got, Cade? Yep, so we're going to go over to football now. They were up in Decorah once again. A lot of Dutch sports up in Luther this year. Yes, weekend. yes. Glad to have them back home in Pelodice. Um, But, yeah, so they were up there playing the Norse of Luther College. Mm-hmm. And we took it to them, 76-13. to 13. That puts Luther at 0-9 on the year and 0-7 in the conference. Yeah. So a uh, bad day to be 
a Luther College football player. But however, they were debuting their black uniforms. Oh, really? Yep. Really? So first time ever a Luther athletic team wore the color black, I guess. Wow. Is what apparently the kids were saying. At so. least they got style. That's true. Yep. Style points. You can't, have, you can't win, but you <laughs> yeah. can at least have style. Yeah. So uh, quarterbacks Blaine Hawkins and Brady Ketchum combined for a team high nine passing touchdowns. Wow. That's never happened before in Central College <laughs> history, apparently. I guess it's tied. Yes. So, uh, so we go to 8 0, 6 0 in the River, in American Rivers Conference. Coach Martin was pleased. He felt like they got better from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, said they did a lot of things really well. So you love to see that. Hard to do. They pretty much do a lot of things well every week. So, you know, yeah. no shock there. Um, one thing I do want to note Blaine Hawkins threw his first interception of the season. So bench him, please. And we'll. Is- is it painting time? Yep, is it, it is painting time? time. Absolutely. <laughs> it's painting time. Lane Hawkins folks. playing for his job. Um, no, just kidding. But, uh, yeah, we, he was one of the – Wait, does Drew Coffin, four-string quarterback we talked about last week? I don't know. Week, maybe does he, he need a shot? Maybe he <laughs> makes, makes appearance. Who knows? Uh, but like I was saying, we are just one of uh, two teams in the country to not have an interception. Uh, but it's okay. We're getting him out of the way now. You, know? yeah, exactly. you might as well throw a pick against an 0-8 team – you know, rather do that than, you know, in the playoffs when it really counts. So Now, I heard that Blaine might have intentionally thrown – because it was a pick six, and right. so it gave Luther a score. I heard that Blaine might have intentionally thrown that pick. Because he has such a big heart. Exactly. It's just, it's just a heart yep. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, so. yeah. You get, for those of you that don't know, Blaine's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. So, you know, he just wanted to give them some uh, – Exactly. You know, some love, I guess. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, Ryan New caught his career best three touchdown passes. Jeff Herbers had two. You know, no shock there. Jeff's kind of doing his thing every week. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like Eric Knock was out with an injury. I don't know if that's correct or not. I, I do believe that's correct. He's that is correct. St- yeah, but hopefully he come back against Dubuque. I don't think it was that serious, so we'll see. Per Thomas Moore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much um, it for football. You know, they're basically doing the thing every week, so, you know, beating a lot of teams, putting a lot of points on everyone. Love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. They're back in action. Dubuque, home, right here, Saturday, right here, one o'clock. Be there, be, be square. There. Mm-hmm. That's all we got to say, folks. Yep, absolutely, they beat us two years ago. This is the two football teams have beat Central College in the past three years. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's a fact. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Wheaton, Illinois. Yes, we'll get to them later. Yeah, and the University of uh, Dubuque. Dubuque. So we have to yes. avenge that one and uh, put them in their place again. So, all right, I think that's all we have. That's all we got for Dutch sports. So we're going to move into segments. Okay, folks, we're going to just go into segments. Uh, but before that, I just want to take a time, take a chance. There's been a lot of apologizing this year. You know what? And it's going to keep rolling. So uh, last year, it was brought to my attention when I was listening and when Thomas just was talking to me about it, um, that I had mixed up the editing of the of the pod yesterday. We were jumping around from interviews to segments to intros to outros. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we also didn't have any intro to out- or outro music or transition music. So that's a poor part, you know, on my editing skills. We talk about Coach Johnson, Coach Dell, sign of the weeks every day or every week. You know, we try and implement that into our lives, and I didn't that week. You know, I slacked, um, and that's on me. So this this episode is going to be the best episode you guys have ever had. Um, and uh, I can, you know, I'm just going to give you my word. I'm going to try my best here. So. I can promise you intro, outro music, and uh, hopefully that it'll all be in order this time. So once again, I apologize. But uh, segments, here we go. Absolutely. Let's just go into, go into Coach Dell's sign of the week because I feel it's very applicable to the situation. 
Coach Hill's sign of the week reads, mediocre thinking results in mediocre effort, which which always gets mediocre results. Control your thoughts, control your life. Cade, what does that mean to you? Yeah, buddy? folks, I didn't edit the video on Sunday, you know, <laughs> or on the same day. I usually we record, I edit, and then I post it. And I didn't, you know. I was in a rush. I was tired, needed to go to bed. I didn't do that, okay? That was a mediocre effort, mediocre thoughts, and I got mediocre results, okay? Mm-hmm. Practice, play. How you do anything is how you do everything. It's always got to be like a champion. So I'm going to edit this podcast like a champion, and I'm going to be a champion. That's a great take, Cade. Cade, the other thing, how you do anything, how you do everything, Cade Terrell, Charles Friday. Or no, Charles Friday, Cade Terrell. Or Coach Mac. Coach Mac. I think that's Coach Mac. Though. That's a Coach Mac thing. I love it. I love but it. But it's a Cade it's a Terrell quote until Coach Mac comes onto the podcast to defend it. That's true. So, and we're, we're going to try to get Coach Mac here. All the listeners retweet at Coach Mac. Anyway, Cade, what else we got? Yeah, we're going to go Grinder of the Week. All right, let's, let's do it. All right, go for it. Yeah, so my first Grinder of the Week, that's going to have to be the Fred's Workers. I don't know if anybody's noticed on campus. This might also be a Putnam problem as well. We are severely understaffed at Fred's. I personally love going to Fred's. It's probably my favorite fast food restaurant I've ever eaten at. Anyway, the Fred's Workers, understaffed. They're always grinding. They do the best they can. You got you to gotta be nice to these people, all right? They're awesome people. They're doing the best they can. Un- Grinder of the week, Fred's workers. Cade, what do you got? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Bryson Fraction, mm. sophomore, men's basketball team, folks. We're recording up here in Kuiper Gymnasium, just on the out- the, the room that overlooks the gymnasium. Um, hopefully, we're allowed to be in here. If yeah. not, we're not in here. Well, it's our studio. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Anyway. Um, and you know what, folks? It's... It's 8.30 at night, and he's down there in the gym getting some shots up, just grinding right now, working on fadeaways, okay? <laughs> so shout out to Bryson. Mm-hmm. Unseen hours that he's getting in that nobody else is, so grinder. Well, and I don't see anybody else down there. That's exactly like, it's just my, him. That's it's just my point. Him. Exactly. Just him. Exactly. Alone with his thoughts, demon time. <laughs> he's in the lab, folks. He's in, right. he's in the lab. Anyway, so my second grinder of the week is going to be the soccer boys. So, as I was saying before in the earlier going, men's soccer team got done with their season last Tuesday. We were walking in here, and speaking of unseen hours, we see five men's soccer players, underclassmen, already working, already getting on the pitch, a little midnight uh, football, what do they call that? Um, indoor soccer. Yeah, indoor soccer. There's a, there's a real term for it. I forget the term. I'm sorry. Indoor soccer. Indoor, so- okay. yeah. <laughs> indoor soccer. Anyway. Uh, no, futsal. That's what they call it. They no. call it futsal. It's indoor soccer. It's, I've never heard that It's term. futsal. I'll tell you right now. Anyway. Let us know, folks. Let yeah. us know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they're in there playing some indoor soccer, and they are grinding, already getting better. So it's good to see that. Soccer boys, grinders. Yeah, my next grinder of the week is going to be uh, trick-or-treaters just in general. Mm-hmm. Folks, Let's just take a check, quick temperature check. It's 40 degrees outside, okay? You think that's going to stop the kids from get, going out there, mm-hmm. getting some candy in their costume? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And that's the mindset of a grinder, okay? They're getting dressed up. They got school tomorrow. They're still out there. They're getting their candy. They're trick-or-treating with their friends, and they're getting it done. So trick-or-treaters, grinders. Grinders, absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and go to our next one, overrated, underrated. Cade. Who's your last grinder? You no, no, I had my two. I had the soccer boys and I had the Fred's workers. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's my no fault. Worries, that's my no fault. Worries. So, uh, yeah, what do we have for overrated, underrated, Kate? I think you had an overrated. Yeah, I do. This doesn't mesh well with my last grinder, but I personally think the entire ha- holiday of Halloween is wildly overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know what the great thing about it is. I'm not huge into scary things, anything like yeah. that. Um, I don't know. Just the whole idea of it. It's a great holiday when you're a kid, you know, excuse to have Halloween parties and when you're in your 
in class, you know, get to dress up in your costume going to school, things like that, get to go trick-or-treating. Wait, you don't dress up to go to school anymore? Well, you know, you never know, but I do not. And <laughs> okay. I think it's just because I have maybe a little bit of a negative connotation to Halloween. I don't know. I got sick a lot on Halloween. Really? I did, my mom, most wonderful lady in the world, uh-huh. shout out to my mom, but uh-huh. we had multiple doors that would go into our house. Oh, yeah. And so when, I, every year that I was homesick, um, she would let me go knock on the doors. And I oh, would, really? I would trick or treat in my own house. So, wow! Yeah, shout out to my mom. I have the best one ever. She's so. a saint. Yeah, she is. Love you, mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just don't really get what the whole big dang deal is about Halloween. But uh, hopefully, I don't get like cursed for saying that or something. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, my I'm gonna go on underrated since you went overrated. My underrated is when you're about to go through a stoplight and it turns green, mm. and like it was red, and you're trying to go somewhere really quick and it turns. That is totally underrated. You just you don't even think about it. And you're like, oh yeah, it just makes your day a lot better. And you know, stoplights turning. That's underrated. So Amen. yeah, is that all we have for segments or no? Oh no, countdown, countdown, countdown. Folks, we're bringing it back. <laughs> it's on. Two, folks. two years ago, Colin and I were doing this. Some people said we jinxed it. Didn't have a tulip time. <laughs> we did it again last year. And suck it, haters. We had tulip time, yes. so you know that we're doing it again. Tulip time countdown. Here we go. No, that's just not it. That's well, wrong. It I'm, le- I'm on the wrong timer. We're okay. Here we go. Here we go. Five months, 26 days, 20 hours, 38 minutes, and 27 seconds. Until tulip time. Let's that can't go. be right. That just can't be right. Wait, Is it right? Five months? How, wait. No, no, that's not that's not enough. We're counting up. Why are we counting up? That's that's no, that ain't it. While Kate gets that figured out, I, I don't just know if wanna... I'm gonna be if I'm capable of getting it figured out. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> Technical malfunctions. You know how it goes, folks. Uh, like just to put this in perspective, probably a lot of people are like, "Hey, why don't you start earlier? Why don't you start later?" 2022. I have the wrong year. Oh, it's on me. Thanks. Shoot. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. One sec. I'm gonna make a new one. But while Kate's getting that figured out, like you know, let's think about where we're at in the year. Like it's Halloween. What else happens between Halloween and tool time? Thanksgiving. Don't forget like, it. Oh, that's true. Besides Thanksgiving, nothing else happens. Like, not a new year, not a major holiday celebrating the birth of Christ, but tool time. So that's why we're starting it right now. It's like, hey, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Cade, we got to figure it out or? Just double checking. Double checking. Okay. What in the world nope, is going on? Nope. 18 months, that ain't it. <laughs> what am I doing wrong here? Okay, folks, we're going to get back to that uh, next week. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Tulip time. It's coming up. That's the moral of the story. Be ready. Yeah. I believe they're already planted. I saw some tulip, like some signs that say tulips planted. So that's, that's good to see. Yes, that's a fact. Yeah. Tulip, tulips go in. They need to go. They. This is my uh, grounds crew background. So uh-huh. shout out everyone on the grounds crew. Yep. Um, tulips go in before the ground freezes. So okay. ground, just beginning of October, mid-October is usually when they, when they put them in. Nice. So, yeah, tulips are definitely in the ground. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. I think that's all we have for segments now. I believe so. We're just roll on into our guest. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome on special guest, sports information director, Joe the Bro Flaherty. Joe, how are we doing tonight? That's never been anything I've been calling <laughs> before. Uh, but it's great to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Thank you for coming on. This is probably like the Second most official interview we've ever ever had behind Coach Wares. So it was kind of a big deal for us. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe you chose me as the second most important one. Well, you know, <laughs> we 
Yeah, pretty big deal. So, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Okay, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, Central or Joe is a Central grad. So, Joe, talk about. Well, first of all, let's just talk about what you do here, at Central. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, sports information. Go for it. Long title, Assistant Director of Athletics Communications, formerly known as Assistant Sports Information Director. I tell people who don't live in the sports world that they don't know what that means. So I talk about basically the Twitter guy, the stats guy, the website guy, write some stories like promotional materials for Central. My boss is Larry. He's the Director of Athletics Communications, and we kind of handle like the PR side of Central Athletics. Okay. So one thing I just thought of right now. Okay? Yeah. Billy Freeze needs a central close-up. I don't know if you can – I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything like that, but we just need to make that happen. That's true. That's true. So I'm not, I won't put – there's two people on campus who are on the list who have not returned them. They've got a week. They don't Good return. To Good to know. Billy, when you listen to this, we'll send you one. Perfect. Oh, okay. Yes, let's yes. go. Let's We've go. been trying to get him one for a while, so I know that was completely off topic, but – Good to know. Absolutely. Big Bill, hope you're listening. Uh, so, Joe, let's go and back it up a little bit. So, a little bit about your job. So, what? obviously, you are a Central grad. What did you do here? What brought you here? Um, you know, what made you get the job? How did you get the job? That kind of deal. Yeah, I came here fall of 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, big reason I came to Central was my brother was a year before me. He was also football. He was actually good, and they recruited him. <laughs> I was just big-ish. So they recruited me. I tell people my biggest contribution to the team. The kid who started at running back for three years was a friend of mine from high school. He came the next year. So that uh, was my biggest contribution. Okay. <laughs> he came, not me. Uh, not all heroes were capes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and then uh, I was a student worker in the office for a couple of years. Uh, and then the girl I was dating at the time who eventually became my wife had a semester left to school. So Larry and that office hired me for like 10 hours a week. But the assistant quit like the first day of class. And so Larry's like, hey, uh, you want the full-time job? I was like, yeah, I'm not making money anywhere else. It was kind of back to the job. And initially when I took it, I was only going to do a year. Mm-hmm. Then my wife liked her job. I liked mine. So we've just kind of stayed since. I never interviewed for the job. It just kind of have got it handed to me because the guy quit and I've just never left. So how old were you when you got like full-time job working for Central College? Oh, I was... It was the first year out of college. So like 23 years old, basically. Right? 23? I think I was 22. I'm a young like for my graduate class. Yeah. So I was 22 and I got the job. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't write it up any better. That's freaking awesome. I was technically an intern at the beginning, but I did the same thing as a right. full-time yeah. thing. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. sweet. That's awesome. Central College guaranteed job right afterwards. But that's – I. Yeah, I think that's a fact. If you go to Central College, you'll get a job. <laughs> yes. That's a fact. So. Come to Central College. So do we just want to dive right into the big topic? or? Yeah, so for the folk, for the listeners, we were initially going to go on the same kind of lens that we usually go. Favorite food, favorite professor, things like that. But, you know, we have the Bobo Sage of sports and the American Nerves Conference <laughs> yes. here with us. So we're going to use it and we're yeah. going to take advantage of it. Absolutely. So um, we're going to just talk a little bit of American Nerves Conference, a little Dutch sports, just Everything really. So Mm -hmm. let's just jump into the juicy topic. A lot of people always talk about conference realignment. So they're always talking about, hey, let's add this team. Let's add this school. Let's add, you know, yada, yada, yada. You know, they especially bring up names like Monmouth, Knox, and then the big ones, Augustana. They're always talking about them. What's kind of the word around the conference with conference realignment, adding schools, schools leaving, things like that? I'll preface saying that I know nothing official, Mm -hmm. but it's something you talk about. I was here when Nebraska Westland joined and we did the whole name change from the Iowa conference to the American Rivers conference. And 
part of the genesis of that was, you know, trying to think a little more widespread. If now, your name's the Iowa Conference, people from other states don't typically join because they're not in Iowa. Now, I heard this is a rumor around the rumor mill that it was not Nebraska Wesleyan that wanted that name change, but maybe Co was the big proponent behind that. Is that true or not? Can you speak I don't to that? know that for a fact. I think that there was there's always, you know, people are always looking for new, fresh things, new changes. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that it was Co. I don't know that it wasn't Nebraska Westland. Uh, I think the new logo is cool. I think it does. I've gotten used to it. I still mm -hmm. think for some people it's still weird to not just be the Iowa Conference, but I've grown to accept and even like the name to a degree. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know for sure who asked for that change. Okay, interesting, interesting. So you were talking. Sorry, yeah, kind of cut you off. Yeah, the conference realignment. Yeah, yeah. I about think. That. You know, obviously it's a hot topic like in the Division One world because there's all these teams shifting, and it ultimately always does come down to one thing, and it's money. And the money looks different at the Division Three level. It's it's less about what the TV contract is, but it's a lot more. How do you save money on travel and still get a lot of games in, but also recruiting and opening recruiting markets? Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things Nebraska Western did offer us is it brought our conference a little farther west and teams like us and Simpson, I think have benefited the most mm -hmm. because you open that Nebraska area for recruiting and, and the pride of Bennington in front of me here is, is Go Badgers. Go Badgers. Go Badgers. Not, you can get a little closer to home. You can play some games at home. And so I think when you look at teams to add, you have to find one that makes sense for our conference in terms of some of those things, but also it's got to make sense for them. And so when people bring up the Augustana Knox Monmouth, I tell them like, it would make sense for us. Like those are good travel distances specifically for us. I think we would really love Monmouth. It's only two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And, but for them, when you recruit all your players out of Chicago or Illinois, it works for them because they play a lot in Chicago. How mm -hmm. do you get kids to leave the Chicagoland area and say, Hey, we're going to go to storm Lake and Decorah for road games. Maybe once a year, we'll go back close to home. So I just don't think it makes sense for those guys yeah. in that sense. I, I think, there potentially would be interest again. I don't know anything official if they've applied or if they've been asked or anything like that, but I think they would make sense for us. I don't know that it makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. Fair mm -hmm. enough. So looking at other teams that we've talked about, I know we threw about throughout Knox, Monmouth. To you, what team would make sense for them and us the most? What if you had to pick one, or is that too hard to say at this point? Well, the one that I think, in terms of logistics, Cornell left when I was a student. Mm -hmm. And they're obviously geographical footprints, good travels, good. I, I think it would make sense. I think everybody in our league would say yes in terms of, you know, they fit the academic profile because you don't want to lower your profile of prestige of a school. Mm -hmm. And you mean, you can see like the big 10 teams doing that. They don't want to add schools that aren't certain research institution levels. And yeah. Obviously that's not exactly for us, but I think they would make some sense. Cause I mean, I was just covered in NAIA schools, mm -hmm. but they're not going to shift to not giving up scholarships. So they don't make sense like a Northwestern in Orange City or Graceland or whoever pick your NAI school. Right. They're mm -hmm. not going to give up their scholarships. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to join. Uh, just had a friend at our house who went to Northwestern St. Paul in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. That could make sense, but I don't know if they'd even be interested. And that makes for long drives for us. I think Luther would be pumped to have a school in Minnesota, but I don't know how excited. Nebraska Westland would be to add a trip <laughs> yeah. to St. Paul for a conference game. Yeah. yeah. And you talked about um, NAIA schools not wanting to give up scholarships. Nebraska Wesleyan was NAIA at one point, right? They were this weird hybrid model. Okay. I, there was like this – I read an article about it on d3sports.com and like six years ago about how there was this contingent of like eight to ten schools at one point that were like hybrid and like picked and choose their sports. <laughs> so um, like – 
Westland would play a GPAC schedule, yeah. but then go in, then they'd try to qualify for D3 tournaments as an independent. But other sports, they like would strictly play NAI, so they would offer scholarships. Oh. So it's, it was kind of this weird hybrid model. And as I understood it, basically both this, both the NAI and NCA were like, dude, you guys, you guys got to pick one. And I think Nebraska Wesleyan gets kind of the best academic reputation in that GPAC league, mm-hmm. especially of those like Nebraska schools. Mm-hmm. And so they liked their D3 affiliation. And really for them, we're the only conference that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. The next closest school would be all the way up in Colorado College. And they play in the league in Tigers. Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, geez, I forgot what I was going to ask. So, oh, yeah. I know exactly what I was going to ask. So a lot of people forget William Penn. At one point, was part of the IAC now ARC. Is there any hope of renewing that rivalry? That was a huge rivalry back in the day, from what I've heard. Is there any hope of the statesmen coming back to the American Rivers Conference, or is that is that just delusional? I think it's the same thing with like the NA. I think I can't imagine them giving that up. And they have a million sports over there. You can look. I don't even know they have. I know they have like bowling and Mm -hmm. some different sports. So I I can't see that. We do play. We do wrestle against them. I think that's the only sport we really play at the varsity level against them. We run and track. We see them in track, yeah, but yeah. that's obviously a completely different deal. Yeah. I can't imagine them wanting to come back. Really? Mm-hmm. I, that would shock me if they wanted to come back. Interesting. Because, you know, once you taste the ability to offer scholarships, yeah. regardless of how much they actually help you mm-hmm. financially, they're not. They're not coming back. Fair enough. That's a disappointment. We'd love to see the statesman Dutch yeah. rivalry. You, you love to see a good rivalry. trophy. Really? I've heard. Dude, we need Ooh. to. That's what we need to get those back. I'm. I'm sorry. I, I was watching the Wisconsin Iowa game. They have one. They do. We need that. What do we? What do we got to do? Well, the the old trophy was somewhere. We were talking about it. Was, we won the last one, and so it theoretically it's somewhere in a central person's possession love that but pelicorp was called the roll screen corporation yeah and so i believe it's the roll screen trophy i think i could be wrong on that i think it's the roll screen trophy that existed somewhere i don't remember when the last time we would have played them in varsity football would have been 97 maybe it's been a long time yeah interesting i feel like simpson great great yeah that'd be a great plus we'd win it all the time so it'd be even better so there you go there you go yeah so you know Perfect segue. We can talk a little bit about football right now. Is that okay with both? Uh, of you? Can I throw one thing out there? Go Michael Turnley. We so we talk a lot about these Illinois schools right on the border in the Quad Cities, Monmouth, Knox, Augie, give or take. The Corn Belt Conference. What do you think of that name? Do you like it? I think it's taken. The Corn Belt Conference is taken. I think it's uh, like a junior college. So there was I I don't remember all the names, but I saw the list of all the options at one point for when we were renaming. Yeah. And I vaguely recall the Corn Belt Conference was said no because somebody else like had it trademarked. Wow. Wow. Good for them. Oh, could, could, be <laughs> could be wrong, but I think it was trademarked and taken. Wow. All right. All right. Well, good to know. Mike, there you go. You got your answer. Kate, I think you have something you're rolling into. Yeah. A uh, little bit of football. Football's finishing mm-hmm. up their season. I know um, there's obviously a ton of Dutch sports we could talk about, but football is kind of the front runner for probably making the uh, national tournament. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they have Dubuque this weekend. What do you know about Dubuque and kind of just the rest of the schedule and where things kind of line up for them as they move it? Yeah, go ahead. Before we roll into that, BV did beat Wartburg, and we have to play BV the last game. That's a pretty big upset at the American Rivers Conference, so they might be a little feistier than people thought. Right. So, yeah, what do you got on those teams? What's the scouting report? Well, 
Technically, we've clinched the conference title already. I don't know if you guys are Is it shared or? It... We've at least got a share of it. Okay. But everybody else has two losses. So even if we, we lost both, we still get a share. But the way the automatic bid at that point would be is there's like a series of tiebreakers, but because of the goofiness, usually when you have two losses, it everyone like head to head evens out. So this is the tiebreaker, and this knocked us out of the playoffs the year before, two years before I came to Central. The automatic bid goes to whoever's been out of the playoffs the longest. And if the ties between BV, Co, Central, Warburg, it's BV by a landslide. So if wow. BV shares a conference title, they'll get the automatic bid. Wow. Um, <laughs> what a world we would live in yeah. if that happened. is the team that I've said really was the one that's – I don't want to say scared me the most because I, I was never really like – I know how talented we were coming back. Yeah. I was Scared wasn't the right word, but – that situation for us, they've got a very potent offense. They hung like 65 points on Gustavus Adolphus, who beat Warburg. Mm-hmm. Um, BB has the receiver, Eric Pacheco, who's probably the best receiver that doesn't wear a central uniform, I think, from what I've seen over the last couple of years. His career stats are insane. Mm-hmm. And that's, that Storm Lake feel, like people joke about how it's always cold in Storm Lake, and it's like literally on the lake. Yeah. But if you get a bad wind day, that really affects the offensive passing. And now we've proven that we can run. And I don't know about BB's running statistics, but like that that's a that's a tough way to end your season. I think Dubuque is gonna be maybe in a bit of a tough spot coming off two losses, but they can also be pretty motivated, you know, like they lost to Coe, lost to Warburg now back to back weeks, and where they're gonna be. I mean, if we play the way I think we've seen us play, we're gonna be fine the last two oh, weeks. Right. But they these are not games where you can just Think, oh, we've got to like we've got to show up and we've got to play. I think, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As with the American Rivers Conference game, so before we kind of end the segment, we'd be ashamed if we didn't mention you are a second time father as of Monday, second child in your family. How does it feel to be a dad? And what would it mean to you if I told you you're kind of my dad on campus? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, people ask me sometimes what I'm still doing on campus, and and I think my wife and I have talked a lot about like we've stayed here and done what we've done because of the students. Like, you know, the hours are, are crazy and all that kind of stuff. But like the relationships with the students is why we're still here. And I don't know about being an actual father to you. But <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Swore would be very disappointed. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as we stop making an impact on the students outside of our work, then it's time for us to go. And so I think if we're still doing that, that feels good in terms of like actual kids. You know, a little bit. Once you've had one, what's the second one? Like, it's it, it's it's a different world with two of them. Uh, I was talking to Coach Van Clay about it, and he said, you know, when you have one, it's kind of like man-to-man. When you throw two in there, you got to play zone on those two kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so to get that analogy from the wrestling coach was not where I expected it to come from, but uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. So we've been playing a little bit of zone. Luckily, the one can't really, like, move yet. Mm-hmm. So chasing her is pretty easy. But the three-year-old's getting wild on us now. So <laughs> getting our chasing ability on always a game of tag. Absolutely. Yeah, fair enough. Ta- talking, just piggyback off, making an impact on people. I don't know if you remember this or not. My freshman year, whenever they like you guys host uh, students at dinner, I went to Joe's house. Yeah. And his wife and him cooked a lovely meal for us. I believe she was pregnant with the first child at that time. You were fall of 2018, right? Fall of 2018, We yep. had that baby like three or four weeks after you came. <laughs> yeah. 
our first daughter was born on homecoming, the morning of homecoming. Oh, nice. So she's central till she dies. There you the go. <laughs> Hoorah, forever Dutch. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. So uh, to wrap up the interview, just anything that you want to shout out? We usually give you know time to shout out people that you care about, You know, maybe some Instagram, Twitter. People usually see a severe spike in followers after they're on the show. Yeah. So anything you got? All of our tens of listeners. <laughs> so I, I, have a, I possess the secret of the knowledge of the keepers of the Barstool Central Instagram account. Oh, so I know who it is. I know they're pretty popular these days. Can you and, can you say it's not me, please? Everyone, yeah, it's everyone, not me either. I also have that. People of Dutch duo, I can confirm to you, <laughs> thank you, that neither of these two, neither K Terrell nor Thomas Spore, are the keepers of Barstool Instagram. <laughs> thank wow. you. Confirmed. Thank wow. you. Okay. That's all okay. we needed. Were you a fit, what were you saying about? Are the you Barstool? Barstool Central? I'm not Whoa, Barstool Central. Definitively not Barstool Central. <laughs> I do know who it is. They've been, I've been hearing that they've been putting me on their account a lot the last couple of days. I've really? got a picture of me and Blaine. And if they keep posting me, I might have to expose Shut them. But, wow. I, but I, won't, I won't do that to them if, if, they, if they stand down. Okay. Okay. Um, warning, war, warning. I love that. I don't know if we've ever had that the shout out so. portion. That's awesome. More of a warning than a shout out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I like exactly. that. Right on. Anything else, Joe? Or? Go Dutch. Awesome. Go Dutch. Thanks for coming. Thanks on, for coming we appreciate on. it. Alrighty, folks. Thank you for listening to the Dutch Duels podcast. Go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Dutch Duels if you've not done so already. Thomas, what do you got? Joe Flaherty's dad was a four-year starter at Luther. Forever Dutch? Question mark. All gas, no brakes. <laughs>